I'm James Schillinglaw for Virtual Roadshows Luxury Travel, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, we have a panel today uh, with luxury destination experts, and we're going to look at what luxury means in these particular top destinations today. And what we have today is uh, Visit Fort Lauderdale, uh, Israel, um, the Tourism Authority of Thailand, and Rwanda. So I'm going to introduce all of our panelists first, and then uh, we're going to go straight into the questions. And then if you have questions for these destinations, we would ask you to go to the trade show floor and go directly to the booths, and there will be people there who can help you. So we're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, first of all, uh, let's just introduce uh, and just raise your hand. Uh, we have uh, Caitlin Achevers, who's the Senior Business Development Manager for uh, Visit Fort Lauderdale. Uh, thank you for, good to see you again, Caitlin. Uh, we have Yale Golan, who is the Consul and Director Southern Region USA for the Israel Ministry of Tourism. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have Tida, and I'll, I always come to stumble over your last name, but Han Pan Pongsi. Uh, who is the PR manager for the New York office for the Tourism Authority of Thailand. And you can tell from her background where she's from. So there you go. Uh, you can't, uh, I'm from New York, so you can tell from my background where I'm from. Um, and we have finally, last but not least, Mandy Stefanik, who's the director of North American for America for Visit Rwanda. Again, thank you all for joining us today. And we're going to get started. Uh, first of all, you know, I mean, we, we have a panel of destinations and the question is, what, what are kind of the things about luxury that, that appeal uh, that you think, how can you describe your destination brief, first of all, and why should it be considered as a place that caters to luxury travelers? I'm going to start with you, Caitlin, if we could. Thank you so much. You know, I'm really happy to represent uh, the state of Florida here uh, when talking about luxury, but um, in Greater Fort Lauderdale, I think we have something interesting here uh, to offer, something kind of off the beaten track when you're thinking of luxury in Florida and for a beach vacation in the United States. I think that uh, many people have yet to discover Fort Lauderdale in terms of luxury. So uh, really what we, what we offer is all about the water culture. So I think that whatever we'll be discussing today and what your clients will find um, will have something to do with whether being on the beach and our beautiful beaches, 24 miles of golden sands, um, or, you know, out in the Everglades and doing, you know, a very creative and unique tour there. Um, but, but that a lot has to do with water and adventure here in Greater Fort Lauderdale, but something left to discover, like I said, because many people kind of over the years have probably passed by uh, Greater Fort Lauderdale when they're thinking of luxury. So I think there's a lot yet to discover. Yeah, many of them are also heading to luxury cruise ships as they go to Fort Lauderdale. That too, too. yes. So yes. So what better thing. way to start it off than uh, enjoy Absolute, your luxury vacation with us? Now, I'm going to move across the whole world here and go to another place that does have a few beaches too, but uh, we're going to Israel. And uh, Yale, tell us about Israel, uh, first of all, as a destination. We think of Israel as history and culture and you know incredible places, but there is a luxury aspect to it, right? 100%. And if I, I mean, it's hard to compete with all the other amazing destinations. So if there's only one thing you remember from my uh, participation in the panel today is that Israel is the land of milk, honey, and luxury. <laughs> and I will not describe the geography as it of Israel also because we're this tiny, tiny land in the 
what we say call Eastern Mediterranean, but we have come a long way in um, changing the product, the Israeli product. And right before the pandemic, we were breaking records year after year of people traveling to Israel. And definitely a big part of that Delta, that addition to uh, the numbers of people traveling to Israel from North America has been the luxury traveler because Israel is highly customized. And I will get into that when we talk about the, the specifics. Excellent. No, absolutely. And it, it definitely is a luxury destination. Uh, I'm going to go uh, to Mandy for uh, Visit Rwanda. Uh, I mean, we think of Rwanda, okay, you're going to get the gorillas and you're going to get some <laughs> incredible lodges. Uh, but what, why is, uh, first describe Rwanda and also why it is a luxury destination. Yeah, absolutely. So Rwanda is a um, relatively small, so like Israel, small destination, but um, located in East Africa. And as you mentioned, the gorillas are, of course, the biggest draw for why most people come to Rwanda. But especially, I'd say within the last five to 10 years, we've just seen a huge explosion of high-end, very high-end luxury accommodations that are opening, particularly where uh, Volcanoes National Park is on the outskirts of the park, which is where you would trek to see the gorillas but also throughout other parts of the country as well. So um, we've we've had a really big push to make Rwanda more than just a gorilla trekking destination. And we're seeing that with some of the lodges that are opening up, you know, near the safari park or even in the city of Kigali. So um, the lodges are one thing, but I think what everyone walks away from after a trip to Rwanda is just the the feeling of the, the people and how they made you feel. And that's um, such a big part of a luxury experience is just feeling very welcomed and very taken care of. And I think there are one and people do that incredibly well. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And I, I definitely I still haven't gone to Rwanda, but one of these days I want to go. Uh, one place I have been, but a long time ago is Thailand. And Tita, tell, Tita, tell us a little bit about why Thailand, describe your destination and also tell us why uh, it is a luxury destination. I, I know I know from being there in certain aspects, but please go ahead. Thank you so much, James. And first of all, I would also like to thank Insider Travel Report for having us. Um, it's very lovely to be here on behalf of Amazing Thailand. As you know, um, Thailand is known as the land of smiles, and you've been there, so you've seen it all. Um, we featured some of the world's finest luxury hotels and resorts. Um, the country offers a rich tapestry of exotic architecture, vivid culture, unforgettable cuisine, unique traditions, and of course, endless adventures. Um, we define luxury in terms of authentic and meaningful experiences, um, not just about staying at the luxury five-star hotel. At the end of the day, um, it's always about the people, um, the heart and the soul of the destination. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, definitely luxury travelers are not looking to take a step down in service and accommodations, but Thailand has great hospitality as well as five-star properties. Um, we're second to none when it comes to that. And we believe the people and the unique culture is one of the main reasons that are driving people back as repeated visitors. Absolutely. And let's stick with you for this next question because it leads right into what you were talking about. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, uh, travel advisors that were out there are going to be booking a lot of luxury properties. And then thing, one thing that Thailand does have, I know for a fact, is a lot of different luxury options, both in Bangkok and well outside. So talk a little bit about some of the hotels and resorts that travel advisors can book for their clients at the destination or some that are planned for the future. 
Yes, Thailand um, has over 25 virtuoso accredited um, virtuoso properties in the kingdom, and um, as well as four luxury DMCs that are accredited by virtuoso. Um, there are many hotels outside of the virtuoso brand and that are also quite classified as luxury uh, resorts and hotel. Uh, we invite luxury travel advisors to vet each property and all the available experience in Thailand that we have to offer and find out what speaks to your client. Um, the list is endless. Um, we have the new properties like the Four Seasons by the River of the Kings, the Four Seasons Bangkok, the Capella Bangkok Hotel, and the new, the Standard Hua Hin and Standard Bangkok. We also have glamping in Thailand at the Four Seasons Tented Camp in Chiang Rai, the Golden mm -hmm. Triangle, um, exclusive eco resort at the secluded uh, Soniva Kiri in Gokgud. It's a barefoot luxury style. And we have breathtaking Six Senses Yaonoi Spa Village in Panga Bay. Thailand truly has it all. Yeah, absolutely. And we get, there's no shortage of press releases coming out about all your new properties opening. That's for sure. Uh, let's move to, to uh, Mandy. Talk, talk a little bit about those lodges and other accommodations that are available and what's to come uh, in Rwanda. Yeah. So as I mentioned, a lot of them are kind of centralized around the Volcanoes National Park area. So you may be familiar with Varunga Lodge or Basate Lodge, both um, some of the first really high-end luxury lodges that are still doing it incredibly well. Um, we also have Rwandan owned and operated luxury through Amakoro Lodge and their uh, Sangha Touring, which is their related touring company, which is really special. Um, some of the biggest names in luxury accommodations have also pretty recently opened properties in Rwanda over the last few years. So we've seen Singita opened uh, Singita Kwatanda House um, and the Kataza House there, as well as One and Only, which they originally started with Nyungwe House, which is near uh, Nyungwe National Park, uh, but also more recently opened Gorilla's Nest, which is uh, located there near the Gorillas as well. Um, but as I mentioned, not just over by the Gorillas and the Chimps, we also have Magashi Camp, which is a luxury tented safari camp over at the Safari Park in Akagera National Park. And uh, even in the city, as I mentioned, so in Kigali, we have the Retreat by Heaven, which is just a an incredible um, boutique luxury accommodation with some really wonderful food, too. So a little bit of everything or everywhere, shall I say. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit about the experiences in the next question. But uh, let's move to Yale. Uh, uh, talk, talk a little bit about because I know I get a lot of releases lately from Israel about all the luxury properties that are opening up there. Talk a little bit about the hotels and resorts that uh, uh, our, our travel advisors can book in Israel that are considered luxury. Right. So when you introduced me, you said that when people think about Israel, they think about history. And we are, you know, the cradle of history. We have thousands of years of history, but we're also making history. And we'll get to that at the experiences. But because people think of Israel as, um, you know, 1948, um, we're a very young country. They think of, um, I, I'm not sure if old school is the right term, but they think about those hotels like the King David. Oh yeah, I've stayed there. <laughs> established hotel that have been there from the start. But, you know, and I, and I heard, uh, Tita from Thailand mentioning all those properties up until five years ago, we wanted to be, you know, alongside all of those other destinations and be just a normal destination with high end properties. But now I'm really happy that I could, you know, mention all of those because we, um, 
there are plans to open a four season. Nobu just opened in Tel Aviv. We have the Six Senses just opening smack in the middle of the Judean desert. And it's already like more than 90% uh, full. We just opened the Kempinski on the beach in Tel Aviv. And then just to name a few Israeli names, we have Pere, which is in Hebrew wild. It's in the Golan Heights and it's in the middle of nowhere. But when you talk about Israel, we have that luxury of size. So you can be at the Golan Heights and within two hours, find yourself back in Tel Aviv. So just to put you in perspective, a lot of people, when they go on you know, remote destinations, they either have to fly or drive a long time. But with, with Israel, like I said, you're only, it, it's two hours from anywhere to anywhere. So that's, that's also another part of, luxury to get to experience Israel most of the time in, in the property or in the area, not, you know, commuting. Um, and um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Satai in Miami, but the only two Satais that are outside of the U.S. are actually in Israel. One is on the Sea of Galilee. So also a lot of people that travel to Israel for faith-based motivation, they can still enjoy an amazing five-star property. And there's another Satai in Jaffa that they actually remodeled from. It used to be an old British jailhouse. So also in Israel, you'll get a lot of hotels that used to be either an archaeological site or a jail of some sort from whatever time period that they had. And a lot of times the work has been done with the antiquity authority. So wherever you dig in Israel, you're going to find something that's from 2000 year old. So bottom line, all of the properties, even if they're known world chains, they're still special to Israel. Well, save it to Israel to turn jails into luxury hotels. Uh, but that's a good move. And it, as you mentioned, it's not the, the, the I went to a lot of Dan hotels when I was there years ago. And of course, I've been in the King David and everybody thinks, oh, yeah, you got to go to the King David. But it sounds like there's so much more choice now. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Yale. And we're going to move to Caitlin. And uh, yeah, there's here's another destination that's been re really ratcheting up luxury properties in recent years, right? Absolutely. You know, I think we've we've uh, a couple of us have mentioned Four Seasons and we are very proud to announce that the Four Seasons Fort Lauderdale Beach has just recently opened within the last month. So a brand new build right on Fort Lauderdale Beach, uh, a, a gorgeous um, kind of mid-century yachting style is what they're calling it. They're really focusing on that water culture that I mentioned before and, and uh, kind of highlighting us as the yachting capital of the world and, and bringing the outdoors inside. Uh, so, so gorgeous, about 148 rooms. Uh, I feel like I've been talking about the Four Seasons opening for years now. So this is a huge win for us to have this finally open. Right. Uh, so that's kind of the, the big winner right here. But of course, we are a virtuoso destination as well. And we do have two virtuoso properties, a Ritz-Carlton Fort Lauderdale Beach and the Conrad Fort Lauderdale Beach. So kind of right on that, that row right there. Uh, so the Conrad is an all-suite property uh, right on the beach. So one of the only Conrads right on a beach as well. So that makes that unique. And then, you know, I wanted to mention some other smaller properties as well that maybe some advisors are not familiar with, but we do have one of the small luxury hotels of the world, the Pillars, Fort Lauderdale, which is also in Fort Lauderdale Beach area, just um, about a block and a half from the beach. So kind of off the beaten trail there and, uh, uh, you know, offering gorgeous uh, suites as well, but more on the intercoastal side. So still offering that 
um, water culture idea and theme throughout their property. And then up in Deerfield Beach, so just a little bit north of Fort Lauderdale Beach in that greater Fort Lauderdale area, you're going to find one of our Relay and Chateau properties that we have is the Royal Blue. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're very small boutique property that uh, that it's it's a kind of a hidden gem. So we're excited about that one. That's right on Deerfield Beach. No, that's as again, I, I knew all that was developing. You just told me a couple of properties I didn't know about. Uh, I know I've heard about the Four Seasons. You haven't been promoting that for a while, but I'm happy it's finally opening. So that's yes. great. Uh, <laughs> now let, let's go to the, the the next question. Really, is uh, relating to luxury experiences and what you know. We we've been talking sort of a, a little bit about that. Uh, well, let's start with you, Mandy, because obviously everybody that could be you know going to see the gorillas is sort of a, on the bucket list. Uh, but there's a lot more to Rwanda too, I believe. So tell us a little bit about the experience is that uh, luxury travelers can find in Rwanda. Yeah, so the gorilla trekking, I guess that one's a strange one because I guess sometimes you don't really think about trekking as a luxury activity, but um, the price point is kind of what makes that more of a luxury item. Um, it is 1,500 US dollars per person per day to do the gorilla trekking in Rwanda. Um, and part of the reason why the cost is so considerably high is just because there's uh, 10% of that that goes directly into the pockets of local communities that neighbor the park just to ensure that there's a harmonious relationship between the guerrilla tourism and the communities there. So they're actually seeing tangible benefit from that. Um, It also goes, of course, to the porters, the park rangers, and the actual conservation of the guerrillas to make sure that they will be there for generations to to come and for people to hopefully continue visiting. So aside from the guerrillas, we do have um, chimpanzee, golden monkey, and colobus monkey trekking as well. All those price points are lower than the guerrillas, but still excuse me, still a very um, luxury accommodation option, just given that they they are small groups that go up into the mountains. You're going with maybe only seven or eight other people and a, a ranger guide who is assigned to your group. So very attentive experience. We also have a big five safari experience. So Akagera National Park is a big five safari park. I think it may feel a little bit more luxury because the park is far less visited from major parks in other big safari destinations like Kenya or South Africa or Tanzania. So whereas, you know, in those bigger safari destinations, yes, there's animals everywhere left and right, but you're also going to be maybe one of 50 safari cars watching the elephants cross the road. Whereas in Akagera, you might be the only car who's sitting there doing that. So it's just a little bit more of an exclusive experience. And then we also have, uh, you know, non-wildlife uh, focused activities too that are considered luxury. So for example, one and only Nyungwe House is situated right on a tea plantation. So you can actually do a lot of luxury tea experiences, whether that's, uh, you know, dining right out in the middle of the tea fields privately or going on a tea tasting and picking excursion. We also have, of course, properties that offer their own very special experiences. So the tea at Nyungwe House is one thing. There's also, you know, in-room massages at Amakura Sangha Lodge, spa treatments that use homegrown roses at One and Only Gorilla's Nest, um, and meals cooked from the on-site garden at Singido Kwatanda Lodge. So those are a few examples of things that kind of elevate the experience beyond just the accommodations. Absolutely. The sound all sound great and, and something that luxury travels would be interested in. Uh, let me move to you, Yael. Uh, talk, I mean, we, you started talking about luxury experiences, but there's so much to do in Israel and so many different things. But what, what are the kind of the experiences you think luxury travelers should, should try? Um, yeah, we started talking about luxury experiences, but I'm such, I'm such an animal person. Uh, hearing about the gorillas, I'm like, 
how can I how can I top that? Because you know, gorillas are are better than people sometimes. Um, <laughs> but if if we talk about uh, luxury experiences, so listen, when we talk luxury, we talk customization. And I started by saying that Israel is highly customized because of those different experiences, because that luxury of size. So you can go, um, you know, start in the Holy Land and end your day in a home experience. You can start by talking about history and finish your day talking about high tech. Um, and you can start talking about the world wonders and finish up in a, in a really high-end hotel. Mm -hmm. So all of those, you know, from A to Z, all of those, you know, gaps of, of the thing you can go through in your, in your mind. I mean, it's the same geography, but it really depends on what angle you choose to take. You can have a food experience. You can sit down in a restaurant or eat and eat, and you can scroll through the market, the shook and grab the food, the tomatoes, we have the best tomatoes in the world, the cucumbers, <laughs> and then the meat. And later on, prepare a meal with those vegetables. You can also, um, it may not sound as luxury like, like Mandy mentioned tracking, but you can uh, be hosted at an Israeli family house and have what we call, it's called Shabbat of a lifetime. So you have Shabbat dinner um, and it's not very, it's not necessarily religious. It's just immersing yourself in the Israeli culture, making the, the, the hala or the hala as we say it. Um, you can also have a private behind the scene tour with the Israeli National Park Association. So th those are new things. You can dig for a day. So if you're a family traveling and want luxury experiences, you can maybe leave the kids with the national parks or the antiquity authority so they could dig um, through history while you do something else or join the kids. Um, you can meet, you know, museum curators. Israelis love to talk. So we have a speaker for everything, whether it's medical or art. And um, one of the most important things um, about that, about those experiences, every DMC in Israel works with um, a licensed guide. So the Ministry of Tourism is the regulator for guided tours in Israel. So all guides in Israel, and we have thousands, uh, go through a two years course, which is not enough to study the entire history, but they later on all specialize in something. So if you have, again, a couple or a family touring and they want the ends about maybe it's Lutheran history or startups between 96 and 98 that exited in the stock. I mean, whatever it is, you're going to get that guide that will be able to um, help you. And at the end, Israel is small, but if you don't have time, you can tour the entire country at a helicopter. So those right. are just a number of examples we have to offer. Absolutely. And I've had experienced some of your guides and they are wonderful. They know everything. And again, the, the, the size of the country means you can go almost anywhere within a couple hours. They either, so they either know everything or they pretend to know everything. That's right. Which is, which they, is... they can tell me anything. I'll believe them. No, that's right. <laughs> anyway, let, let's move to Caitlin. Uh, talk about all of it. Because, you know, think about experiences. And you talked about the water experiences. I know you have, you have also fine dining experiences, too. You got a lot going on in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, you absolutely know what you're talking about there. And something I was going to mention is the culinary. 
in South Florida. You know, we like to mention that we feel like we're the heart of South Florida and that's kind of the um, mixing a little bit of what's, you know, the best of the South to the South of us and the best to the North of us and um, kind of meeting, meeting together here in the middle where Greater Fort Lauderdale is located. And we have such a great collaboration of cuisines here, kind of Floribian cuisine, we call it, and a mixture of uh, our neighbors to the, you know, even further south, you know, into the Caribbean. Uh, we have over 154 languages spoken here in Greater Fort Lauderdale. So we really do have a melting pot of cultures and culinary here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so culinary is huge uh, part of luxury. So, you know, thinking of experiences, whether it's a private um, craft food tour on Las Olas or, uh, you know, working with us at the Visitors Bureau to create um, an itinerary for your clients to discover some of not only some of the best chefs in South Florida, but, you know, some of the off the beaten track, which we have spoken at before, uh, to maybe go out uh, fishing for the morning and then, fit, you know, cooking your, your own catch. Uh, so that's, you know, definitely an experience that we offer as well. So, you know, the culinary and then yachting, you know, renting the yachts for your clients, um, getting out on the water. It doesn't have to be a yacht, but that is certainly what would represent more of the luxury experiences and, and who we are as the yachting capital of the world, like I mentioned before. But it could also be, you know, taking a, um, a private kayak tour. We have another company called Wild Lime Adventures that uh, works to create custom tours. Maybe it's going out into the Everglades for a more immersive experience than, you know, the typical 30 to 45 minute airboat ride. Uh, They Mm -hmm. can create something specific to your traveler's needs and uh, starting the day, maybe in the mangroves towards the beach area and then finishing in the afternoon and watching the sunset go down throughout the Florida Everglades. Uh, So those are some ideas. And then last but not least, you know, our our special events are really booming right now. This past mm-hmm. weekend, we we finished with Formula One, Formula One Miami technically, but it's really right on the border of Greater Fort Lauderdale. And we had six of the, the teams stay with us here in Greater Fort Lauderdale, probably some of those resorts that I mentioned earlier. Uh, but we had huge activations in the Fort Lauderdale Beach area and uh, also including um, right on the intercoastal as well. So we, you know, set up major screens to have viewing parties and things like that. So, so thinking of some of those special events, Formula One, which will be coming back for the next several years, uh, the world's largest floating boat show. Uh, so that's the uh, Flor- Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show every fall at the end of October, another huge driver of, of luxury, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like that. So we have our sea glass rosé experience, uh, a new rosé wine beachfront experience that will be happening in February of each year, right in front of the Hilton Fort Lauderdale Beach and the Conrad. So beautiful uh, weekend of live music and uh, rosé just flowing everywhere. So so thinking of some of those special events, I think is really uh, trending here in Greater Fort Lauderdale to create a special luxury weekend, maybe if it's a girlfriend's getaway or something for a couple. Well, I, I do know I was watching the Grand Prix too this weekend. So I, 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 I enjoy that. So I, I wish that I said, boy, maybe next year we should go down there and take a look at it because. Absolutely. um, Let me know. Absolutely. We'll see. Now, now Tita talking about culinary, I mean, I have to be honest with you, Thai, Thai food is some of my favorite and, um, later, later we'll talk offline about your favorite New York Thai restaurants. Uh, but, uh, the, the, cause I, I need hints all the time. 
Uh, talk a little bit about the experiences in Thailand. There's so, so much to do, obviously spa, uh, uh, beach, uh, uh, obviously, you know, Chiang Mai, everything. There's so many different things, but t- talk us a little bit about the luxury experiences in Thailand. Yes. Um, what's great about Thailand um, uh, is its diversity of products and at affordable luxury price tag, you can discover a wealth of diverse experience all in one country. You talked about food. Yes, we do have um, amazing cuisine. You can book a private uh, Thai cooking class and learn how to make your own pad Thai or your you know favorite curries at a very, very good price. Um, you can discover how Thai food and Thai herbs are good and, and are medicines for the well-being. Um, you can also revive your energy with like a traditional Thai massage. And we have various wellness treatments in Paradise Southern Thailand, like Phuket and Krabi and Panga. Mm-hmm. And up north, we have an amazing, uh, rich history, elegant golden temples, Thai side architecture. So um, definitely a must to visit the north of Thailand too. You can get hands-on meaningful experience with the Thailand's gentle giants um, at responsible elephant camps in mm-hmm. northern Thailand, like Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai. Um, and if you're up for an adventure, why not? You can also book a private one-on-one Muay Thai lesson, you know, learning about Thailand national boxing sports. And, you know, the, the sports also teach how to be respect and kind too. Um, and also savoring Thai street food from the night markets to all the way to Michelin rated restaurants and rooftop dinings in Bangkok, Thailand. Now that's a lot. There's so much to do and I have to get back there. It's been a while. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about how we obviously we're, we're going out to luxury travel advisors who are watching us now today and we'll be attending the, the, the virtual event, the virtual show. Um, how can travel advisors work with you, uh, you know, Ministry of Tourism, uh, Israel Tourism, to plan great luxury vacations for their upscale clients? Yeah. Um, so very, very simple. Uh, stay in touch with us. We would love to connect you with either a tour operator here or a DMC that specializes in luxury in Israel. Um, not naming name, but every consortia and host agency in the U.S. Um, most of them work with Israeli DMCs and at least one will be dedicated for luxury. We can also help you to find that specific guide um, once we know what your clients are interested in. Uh, but generally, just stay in touch. Absolutely. And uh, there's definitely great sources of information. You're, you're down in Atlanta. I know your colleague is up in New York and you're all over the country. Plus, you have those relationships with all the consortia. Uh, Caitlin, talk about how uh, luxury travel advisors can work with you with, with Visit Fort Lauderdale about planning uh, their luxury uh, vacation for their clients. Absolutely. And the same as, yeah, we, we work with all the major consortias. Uh, I would be your direct contact as well. You know, we do, I have a counterpart that works for, um, that handles most of the international market, but domestically speaking, I would be your main contact. You're certainly welcome to reach out directly to me and I can um, send you partner referrals. Uh, We do have lots of information on our website as well, uh, which is transitioning from sunny.org to visit lauderdale.com just so you know, but also we just uh, released our brand new training 
program called Tra- um, with TravPro. And we're very excited. It's called the Lauderdale Loyalist Program. And we have lots of uh, very specific information for luxury uh, and, and many other markets as well. Uh, but I think that you'll find uh, some great tools there for your business. Absolutely. That's great. Now, uh, 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 let's, go, let's go to Tita uh, and ask, how can we work with the Tourism Authority of Thailand? How can luxury travel advisors work with you to kind of plan and, and see what's out there uh, for their clients? Sure. Um, uh, through our Tie the Knot Specialist Program, um, this is designed exclusively for travel advisor here in North America. Um, it's a dedicated site that focuses on advisor education, sales companions to allow um, advisors to tools they need to sell Thailand, um, ranges from a director of images and videos, complete directory of the hotels, tour operators selling Thailand, as well as DMC partners. Um, the site also has additional information about uh, Thailand, like the e-brochures, um, Thailand guides. It is an excellent resource. Visit tiethenotspecialist.com. Um, and we also have this app free of charge on Apple and Android. There you go. And, and you've almost answered my last question, but we may go back to you that, that last one in terms of points of contact. Uh, Mandy, talk a little bit about Visit Rwanda and how uh, luxury advisors can work with you uh, to plan all those uh, wonderful vacations, not just with the gorillas, but all, all around the country. Yes, exactly. So I guess similar to the others, our visitrwanda.com website is going to be the best place to find information. Uh, we have a lot of resources on there as well about various activities, as well as some sample itineraries and um, almost all of the accommodations probably within Rwanda, at least the ones who would appeal to the North American market are going to be listed on that website as well with some information. Um, we're also a virtuoso preferred destination. So there's lots of information posted within the virtuoso portal as well if, if you're a member. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably a great place to start. I would also recommend uh, being a, a part of our, our mailing list here in market too. So you're getting our newsletters and invite invites to our webinars. Uh, so if you're not on that list already, feel free to reach out to me or to my colleague, Jamie Albert, and we'll make sure that you're added to that list. Great. Now, I'm just going to close by asking each of you to kind of repeat some of the stuff you said in terms of the contact information of uh, what URL and, and any other contact information for travel advisors. Caitlin, I'll start with you. Just uh, what is the, the main point of contact now for luxury travel advisors with Visit Fort Lauderdale? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's similar to Tata. We have it's LauderdaleLoyalist.com is our uh, training our specialist program. We also have it on the app as well um, and similar features that Thailand offers with the digital assets and PDFs that can uh, you can download and images that you can send directly to your clients. So LauderdaleLoyalist.com would be specifically for travel advisors and uh, VisitLauderdale.com is going to be our consumer website where you can also find access to uh, my email if you forget, but see echevers at broward.org, which you can find over in the booth as well. Fantastic. Uh, Yale, tell us about the points of contact again for uh, Israel, uh, for luxury travel advisors, advisors in general, as well as any other destination for information that they might want. Right. So our website, Israel.travel. That's it. No, That's no, it. No, just Israel.travel. It's the only thing we made easy. <laughs> um, 
But then reach out to me, whether it's on LinkedIn or Facebook, Yael Golan. And I, uh, I did write my name because go figure on how to say it. So you can reach out to me directly. I, I'm based in Atlanta. I cover the entire South, including Texas and Florida. But if you're advisors and you are based somewhere else in the States, I'll just connect you. Super. Excellent. Simple. Thank you very much. Now, Mandy, uh, give one more time, give us the, the point of contact for Visit Rwanda. Yeah, so our website is visitrwanda.com. So pretty easy to remember. And then my personal contact information um, is mstefanic at myriadmarketing.com. So it'll be listed in the booth. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm the North American representative, so covering all of US and Canada and would be happy to assist. Fantastic. And last but not least, Tita, uh, you, you already talked about the website, but remind us again uh, of what that point of contact is and where travel advisors can go to get more information. Sure. Um, in addition to our tiethenotspecialist.com website, that's geared towards um, the trial advisor. We also highly recommend um, them to take advantage of our official consumer website, which is Thailand, thailandinsider.com. This is geared for the U.S. market, American travelers. We have weekly blogs that offers excellent travel tips, travel inspirations and guides, and the latest entry rule, which is right now, as of this month, Thailand remove all testing requirements for all international travelers. So you can enjoy Thailand a little bit simpler. Um, <laughs> last but not least is our GoTaiBeFree.com website, another consumer website that is dedicated exclusively for the LGBT. LGBTQ plus community. As you may know, Thailand is one of the most LGBTQ plus friendly countries in Asia. And, um, you know, we are routinely come in for fostering a culture of well-being and happiness, perhaps something what we need right now. So, yes, please do keep in touch with either all three websites or you can also email us um, and call us at um, 1-800-THAILAND. And my email is tita at tatny.com. Fantastic. And we'll, we won't ask you to, to do your last name in that email because that would be a little challenging. <laughs> Just keep the tita. <laughs> uh, listen, I want to thank all four of you for joining us today. It's always amazing to hear all the wonderful luxury uh, experiences you can find in destinations. Uh, and I want to also urge all of you out there to go to the booths that are on the ex exhibition floor now. Uh, you'll be able to answer, they'll be able to answer more questions and you'll see more material about how to sell luxury in these wonderful destinations. Uh, uh, you know, Israel, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Rwanda, and of course, Thailand. And again, please go ahead for the booths and find this out. And again, thank you all four of you for joining us today. Mm -hmm.